And we are recording. Recording in progress. With Miss Kim. It's been so long, I forget how to say your last name. Witzak. Witzak. Witzak, beautiful. Thursday, April 20th, 2023 at 5.38 p.m. Eastern. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply time if you want to support the podcast click the little red button that's locals or go to the description buy the merch also support the podcast i let me look it up right now when was the last time we spoke or when was the last podcast we did episode 591 and this is episode 1193 so what is that six almost 600 602 602 episodes later and it was I don't know. Rumble doesn't give you the exact date. It says one year ago, which means it's probably a couple days away from like two years ago. Um, right. So, yeah, I think it was about two years ago we did that and uh, talk, talked about the F- FDA and how evil everyone there is. And I suppose nothing's really changed. And, um, yeah, as I was just telling you, this is all I do. The show better be improving because this is all I do. If it's not noticeably improving, then I'm doing nothing correct. Um, but... I think it is slowly, slowly but surely. But Miss Witzak, can you please introduce yourself? Because it's been—I've done more than half of the total episodes since we last spoke. So. I know. I was going to say you probably have done almost one a day since we've last spoke. More than more than that. I did three hundred and eighty-five last year. Okay. And I think I did like three seventy the year before. So pr- right, a little so, over one a day. All right. Well, that's a, very impressive. Well, I remember. When we first spoke, it was shortly after the December 20th, 2020 FDA Advisory Committee. And Peter, I think Peter McCullough introduced Mm -hmm. me to you and said, oh, you got to talk to her. And so I just remember we had a really great conversation. We talked about a lot of things and a lot of things, you know, related to FDA, what I've done, but also life. Yeah. And it seemed seems like all this stuff that you know was going on then is still going on yeah and it's been going on for years and it's going to continue to go on go until we actually like i mean it's a you know until we actually say enough's enough and you know and figure out a new system because this one is not working no no it's gonna just it's kind of the nothing new under the sun like i don't know you can go read like a book for i just in january i read um uh, what is it? Uh, the Jungle by Upton Sinclair about like the mm-hmm. meatpacking district in Chicago. And I think it was written in like 1904. Yeah, I was and gonna say I think that was one of our like my high school books, or maybe it was college econ class. That I we had always, to I always remember hearing the name, and it talked about mm-hmm. how pivotal the book was, and I finally decided to read it. And it really is one of the best books I've ever read. I mean. Inc- it's intense. It's incredible. It's an intense book, right? And, but when you read it, it is kind of. I mean, I I don't know if it's funny because you know some of the things are so sad, but it's interesting. It's at least, 
you can't not have like a chuckle when they're having the same discussions about just everything. Now, granted, it's the horse and buggy industry and not the car industry. And they're talking about the telegram instead of like your iPhone. But for the most part, it is all the same things. It's like there's mm-hmm. there's a couple people at the top and they don't care about anybody's health and it's they're lying to you and putting things in there and if something happens they're you know they're legally protected and all all the politicians are bought up by the corporations and you're reading it and you're like this could be 2023 mm-hmm. it could also probably be like 1780 and it's just right so I don't know if there's comfort in that or depression or there is a little comfort in knowing that and this sounds probably like like compromise like a like a like a like an abused wife somehow like compromising their own insanity or the own in an insane like the excuse si- yeah that's sort of and it's very sad like a victim yeah. thing but there is almost some comfort in realizing that it's always been fucked yeah like it's very dark and depressing when you're like why would they push this vaccine and there's no trials and it's clearly injuring people and you're like i can't believe these institutions we look up to are so corrupted and, and just full of dog shit and that's bad but there is something it's like when you it's not that you realize santa isn't real it's not that santa stopped being real you realize santa never was there and you right. were fine anyway right oh that's a good that's actually a good way of looking at it where you start looking you realize back like and you're like it's not that they've become corrupted no it's the illusion of it's and not just in my life i mean my parents life my grandparents life my i think my great grandma was born in 1902 so and then even then they're in you know in the jungle they're they're following like a 40 year old guy so like it's always just been it's just like a lead pipe full of horse shit you're realizing the water's never been clean mm-hmm. and it's still gross, but it's not that you just realize the water's gross. You're like, oh, I've been drinking it for 32 years. And I mean, for the most part, I'm fine. So there is some yeah, peace. But in I wonder, so I'm going to say that is because you read that book. So you're like, oh yeah, I can see it. And I see the connect the dots, okay. right? Of like, oh, it's always kind of been there. But I think there are a lot of people that truly are waking up now to what they thought was the big institutions or the regulatory agencies that were protecting us, the little guys, you know, the little people. I think there are people who literally, you know, especially in the, the, the COVID, the COVID era and all of the products with the, you know, the FDA and the doctor, like the whole system is built on like, trust and then once it's been once you know like trust has been taken away or like like you said santa and you realize oh my god santa's not real and then you realize okay all right then you start going back and looking and you and you're like but how did i ever believe this Hmm. and why did i ever believe this but because you're a little kid so it's kind of that same thing you're inherently trusting we inherently trust the doctors and the doctors inherently like, but if you think about it and you go back to some of those books that you read and that was a long time ago that I read that like in econ class. And I remember, cause it was all part of the industrial revolution. Yeah. Right. 
And if you think about it, and right now we're going through the fourth industrial revolution. You know, I did a, we did an ad campaign for one of our clients and we actually used footage from the first when it was like the steam engines and, you know, and you see how far we've come, but it's just, that was their era, which is the equivalent of our era, yeah. but it's even more magnified because, you know, technology and then like, now it's out of control with the AI and the chat GP and then GPT. And then you're like, who is actually, who's the, ma like, is there a mastermind? Like who's the mastermind? Uh, who's behind the like curtains? Who's playing? No, let's, let's, let's get into that. I was going to draw a real quick comment and like, there's almost, it's like a flow chart. There's like a couple things you can, there's like a couple realizations you can have. And then you have like, it's almost like choose your ending of the book. You can go, it's always been screwed. And then you dig a little deeper and you go, oh, that's scary. But at the other side of the darkness is relief. And you go, it's always been fucked. And I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm in an apartment building that was built in 1969. I'm on the fifth floor. There's 10 floors above me, five below me. Yeah, they made, this probably this thing probably isn't up to code. And it's probably yeah. never been up to code. And then there's mm -hmm. just some, you go, eh, it'll probably be fine. It survived, it survived yep. 50 winners anyway. It'll probably survive another 50. And you're just like, and that's okay. And it's, so that's one realization you can have. And that's, that's the best realization you can have. And it's not a coincidence that the best realization is also the hardest. You got to go through, you know, it's, if you want the abs, you got to work out at the, at the whole, of course, right? Whatever. Yeah. The other one you can have is complete freak out. Everything's fucked. I'm never driving under a bridge again because it's probably not up to code. I'm never getting on a plane again. I am going to boil every drop of water I drink. I am going to hide inside my room with a locked door and a shotgun. That, If that person and that realization, not realization number two, just goes a little further, they can reach the bliss of realization one. of, And it's okay. You're going to die. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then there's the third option, and it's dissociation head in the sand i don't care <laughs> and you just detach from reality like when people get mm -hmm. like an arm bitten off by a shark they go i didn't even feel it i just looked at it and i was they're like i felt like i was in a dream they're like i, I like said hello to the shark and then like passed out like right that's right. the third option is just your brain goes that's too much <laughs> I'm it's, out. I'm checking out. I'm going to pretend like doesn't even turn off the computer. It just rips out the plug and goes, good night. <laughs> yeah, and totally. like that's yeah. So I just want to get those thoughts out. But then, yeah. So who's behind it all? Right. Yeah. Or like to your point of like the three different ways, choose your ending. You know, that also kind of goes to the type of people we are. Right. Yeah. Or do you cut? I mean, I do believe like I remember when this first was happening and I was having a conversation with some, you know, really like critical thinking, healthy, skeptic um, people I've worked in within the advocacy world. And and yet there are a lot of those that I've also worked with who during the last three years completely lost all of that critical thinking or like all of a sudden thought Pfizer and these companies were doing good for society. And they lost almost, and so then I'm super intrigued. Like, was it, is it fear? Like who, yeah. and I think, I think the last couple of years, so going back to the person we were just talking about it, I'm like, do you ever feel like we're like, I go, maybe the best way to look at all of this is what if you were in a Hollywood movie and you got to play the director 
and you or the screenwriter and you got to like figure out the ending because that's what it's kind of felt like that we've yeah. lived in in one hand uh but then i also think about the people who it almost seems like your relation to you know whether it's reality whether it's fear whether it's like this idea of accepting what is right like you just said it's always been this way all right and then that's kind of your relationship to it right the whole whatever you know that we've gone gone through or is it like fear and it's because you have like this expectation of what it's going to be and so then that brings you down another ending um versus yeah versus accepting what is and whatnot so i know that gets in my little like no 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 um I'm I'm starting to think now the three possible the three possible outcomes they're actually kind of all this they're they they're not three it's actually one path and there are three stages of the path mm-hmm. the first is and each one you can stop at and pause there and then that becomes your reality the yep. first is dissociation it can't you know just flatline divide by zero. No, I'm not. I'm not addressing that. <laughs> it's too right. evil. And then you stay there. And yeah. Then, and you yeah. live there. And you can live there forever, or you can briefly go through that and then go. Okay, and then you go to stage two, and the stage two is anxiety of oh my god, it's all ruined. It's all, and you can stay there, and you can never go back to the first one though. But if you keep going through the anxiety one, the, you know the Winston Churchill. If you find yourself, if you find yourself walking through hell, keep walking because you'll get out. Yep. The third stage is, is then, oh, it's all always been hell, and that's fine. And so they're actually, there's only one outcome. It's just how mm-hmm. far are you willing to go? And mm-hmm. then, now that I'm thinking about it, though, it almost seems like there's a fourth outcome. If you go farther down the road, you go, oh, it's always been screwed. You know, back to the meat packing houses 15 years before World War One, all the way to now where, you know, we're landing rovers on Mars and it's still all fucked, but then you go, wait, how can it be fucked? Because even when you're reading The Jungle about, and you're going, oh, this is, we have all the same problems of corruption and wealth aggregation for an elite 0.1%. You're also listening to their working conditions and how there's like kids selling newspapers when they're like four and how like the sister or the daughter has to start like whoring herself out at 12. And you hear those and you go, yeah, no, that's, thank God we've progressed from there. And then you go, wait, so it's all fucked, but it's also not because we've clearly progressed. Right. You go, the fact that they had this. a little bit further. So so you go, it's it's actually, and then you go full circle. You go, it's actually not all fucked. It's because clearly like you're listening to the the jungle on like an audio book and it's like every day you had to go stand in the snow for three hours and then you go work in there and you like, hopefully you don't have your hand chopped off and you have to like urinate while you're standing on the line and you're going, Oh my God. You're like, that wouldn't stand. That would be like viral news. And then you go, Oh, so we've clearly moved forward because that wouldn't stand. Right. So now you're all the way back at point stage zero of right. Thinking of everything, new, of thinking of everything's of a new one. Right. And, th- and then what does that just repeat forever? <laughs> maybe so i keep looking thinking i mean it is a really good thing because i think about like what is going on right now like are we going to or my nieces that are younger are they going to look back you know and 
what will they remember? Because, you know, some of them were like in high school and junior high in college, like everything from a, their growing up years and the pivotal years were some of the best times in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. when I look back and, you know, those times were really, you know, fun and treasured. What will their looking back, will they see this and say, never again is it going to be people like you and I and all the people who are saying never again you know kind of like the same people who stood in line at the meatpacking and you know were waiting outside for three hours uh you know the little kids selling newspaper like somebody had to say never again Mm -hmm. so there is that evolution that comes from it as long as there's the realization and, the, and that you don't stop at these places. Because I feel like right now, when I look at even, I think people are so, you know, I just was, I love reading comments. Like I, I always tell people one of the, it's one of the best and the worst things to do, reading comments if it's not about like, what are they saying about you? Because people are gonna say stuff all the time because they're not in the arena. I don't care about those. But I'm more interested in comments, comments because it, puts the pulse on society and how they're thinking, right? So you start reading comments about things and there are a lot of people right now that are like, I'm done, we're moving on, they don't wanna talk about it. So they don't even think about how do I wanna fix this? Um, What's happened the last couple of years? They're just like, I don't wanna talk about it and almost living oblivious and wanting to just, they're kind of in that phase one of like disassociated, I'm good. Yeah. COVID's over, like, dude. Drop know. it. COVID's it's over. over. Oh, it's over. Why do you want to keep talking about it? Like, I want to move on. I want to, I'm like, yeah, you don't think I want to move on? But like, no, you can't move on without understanding what just happened and doing something so it doesn't happen again. Or that we have smarter questions or we have, we're willing to push back. Or, you know, I think, you know, when you look at, again, going back to the jungle, that's, um, that was very much like the meatpacking, the manufacturing, mm-hmm. uh, all of that. This is more the healthcare, right? The health yeah. and sovereignty of people and what goes in people's bodies. But it, it's still the it's same. Still, it's the, it's, it's still the mechanized the advancement of yeah, human life. It's just, right. And, and, and using the fear, which is what we've done. And everybody knows like fear is a powerful motivator. You know, I was just. I was thinking there should be a study that somebody does that's kind of a qualitative qualitative study that looks at what were the factors, like what kind, what was it that was the fear? Was it the, you know, I keep thinking, do you remember how almost every day in the beginning we had, we had the ticker tape on the bottom of every computer, every like TV saying how many deaths. And it was like 400,000 cases of coronavirus. It was like, yeah, Sigma Chi, you're going to fucking die tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. It almost felt like, whoa. And then, then you had like the, you know, the midday um, governor Cuomo coming up and doing all of his like updates and everybody's like, now that's a leader. That's we a... want him to be our next president until the scandal happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, then you start like watching it. So like, it is really fascinating to say what happened and what was the I media I don't think environment. Any of it, I don't think it's an accident. 
it's not accident. It's, you know, coming from my background, uh, not my drug safety work, my, you know, my advertising and marketing, you know, I could see this because what you do in marketing and advertising and communications, it's all about crafting a story. It's all about, it's about selling hope and, and fear and, you know, and it's getting into the human psyche. Like, what motivates somebody? Death, you know, like for a lot of people, like for me, you know, obviously I don't want to die anytime soon, but I also have a pretty comfortable, um, if I do, I've lived a great life. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. If I did, I, my time, because I have a spiritual kind of perspective on things and I don't know, and maybe partly because of what happened with Woody, I also, Mm -hmm. you know, with my husband that I don't know, he's dead and he, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know, but it is interesting that they were able to tap into something so like on Maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of thing where they knew, you know, they had, they, it was the machine. So it goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Like who's behind, who's behind the curtain? Like who was the mastermind? Like all the pieces that had to be in place because that was a huge one and there was, and then, you know, now I just saw today something with all the Wuhan that came out and, you know, the, that it was gain of function, um, which we all, you know, of course, but you know, the Senate report or whatever report, it just came out and, and how there's lies. I mean, but in the beginning we didn't necessarily know, or maybe, Maybe you, maybe you did, maybe you're like, you were thinking something doesn't make well, sense. So to the, when you go into comments, no, there is an importance of going into comments because you get the pulse. You then have to realize that if you and I have had that realization, I don't think I'm stupid, but I'm also very certain I'm not the smartest person in the world, which thus implies there are smarter people. So any realization I have, someone else has had before me. And that's where you get bots and artificial comments. So you can give off an artificial pulse. So you might have 10 people comment and say, this episode's great. Well, if you want to craft a narrative, all you got to do is get 90 people. Because if you shadow ban or censor the 10 people, they're going to make a big fuss. So what you do is you let those comments fly. And instead, you just drown it out with 90 more comments of bots. That's software that requires nothing. And you just say this episode sucks or you know what I'm you know I forget about COVID like you have no idea who's behind that you have absolutely yeah. no idea who's behind that you don't know if that's a real you're person you're right I mean with that you're right with the whole we're adding get a, a pulse. whole different element yeah yep. you go you look at the comments and you go it's like when you go on Reddit and Reddit's cancer and I don't go on Reddit but if you go on Reddit and you go look at like the most upvoted thing on the front page will be like 100,000 upvotes. So it implies that an entire stadium of people liked it. Fauci says, I don't regret nothing because I did the right thing. And you go, 100,000 people like that. So therefore, that is the thing. And you go into the comments and the top comments, like I stand with Fauci. And you're like, everyone stands. You have no idea if that's a genuine 100,000 people or if that's four bots. Yeah, you have no yes, idea. You know what? <laughs> That is very true. I didn't. So that that skews the whole thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I'm going back more like um, you are absolutely right when you look at sheer numbers and how we have a whole different thing to work work about. You know, like think about now. You can get the pulse if you go look at comments of people that you know are real. Like I went to middle school with him. 
Like I know yes. that that's my cousin. That's my dad. And even just your yeah. own sampling, you go 18 out of 20 people have this feeling from all walks of life, all races, all sexes, all political leanings. They and you go, okay. So you can also cut through the bot bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I mean, you know, that, that's the whole element that really has made things a lot more difficult as well as, you know, I think back and I always say this, that had the environment that we live in today of censoring, of the bots, the banning, like all of that, had that existed when we were trying to get the um, black box suicide warnings on, I guarantee you it would never have worked because we already had our versions of being censored, gaslit, and we didn't, the bots didn't really, I mean, maybe they did, I don't know, like 20, 18, 20 years ago, I'm not sure they did. Not Nothing like they did today. So you actually had mean people, like you would have to go on to mainstream you know, websites because social media didn't even exist, well, that, right? And that's the thing is you have to realize they co-evolved. So it's like there weren't bots, but there was also, you know, so 20 years ago is April, April 2003. So let's yeah. look at almost perfectly what was another huge PSYOP going on. We've got to go into Iraq and get the WMDs because fucking somehow Saddam's related to 9-11. And if you denounce that, you're a you're a treasonous pacifist. Uh, right. No, no yeah. different than you're killing grandma. You, yeah. You didn't have bots, but you didn't need bots because there was no Facebook. So instead, you just had to control CNN, Fox, MSNBC. Exactly. You had the smaller market. And so even the, they co-evolve. Yeah. So it is. It's just because it did exist. So. It just was on a much smaller scale. So even like I think about with getting those warnings and how many names, like that's why when this whole thing happened and everybody being called like anti-vaxxers, conspiracy theorists, I'm like, you know, I've already been down that path. I was called a uh, Scientologist mm -hmm. because anybody who criticized um, any of the psych medicines, um, you were automatically a Scientologist. And I was like... Uh, that doesn't even make sense because no. if I was, we would never have taken the drug. But nice try. Yeah. Or they'd be like, you're anti-drug, you're, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, no. But but you only, and I had to work really, really, really hard to get into, get that other kind of story put into like the CNN, the Fox. It was the big networks or, you know, I mean, even at that point, it wasn't even the big networks. You had cable and you had split off cable. And so you had all the networks there, but it was a little easier and it would just be, you know, like you'd maybe read some of those comments, but they weren't like bots saying there would be real people saying you're, you're a this, you're a that, whatever. But yeah, when you look back, you're so right. Like what was happening in April of 2003, what had just happened, 9-11, right? Um, a couple, you know, I look back it's funny the 9-11 I just you know I think where was I but then now looking and all the stuff that has evolved and come out of it you know I wonder if in 20 years whoever is the Tommy and the Kim doing the Tommy Kim show what are they going to be thinking and looking back and what's the time capsule of what we're creating right now for them it's the cycle and Mm -hmm. you know, it's like in the 70s, uh, uh, I think right there, it was during Vietnam is when it was the first time like the D 
DOD did like a, I don't know, some sort of survey or something. And it was the first time a war was unfavorable. It's because journalists were allowed to go in and just show, you know, the charred carcasses of children. And people are like, what is this? Because you got so what? The war starts in 1965. That's only 20 years removed. So the same 20 year gap we're talking about right now, back to Iraq yep. War. You're only 20 years removed from World War II, where it's like probably the most popular war ever. Like you're going to kill the Nazis and the Japanese and, you know, go get them and propaganda Uncle Sam and the nurse kissing the sailor in Times Square. And it's, you know, fucking great. And then you go to Korea and that's the Forgotten War. And then Vietnam, people start going like, what? What is this? Why Why are we over right. there? And they're like, Gulf of Tonkin. You're like, that's not Pearl Harbor. It's. That's weird, and they're making a lot of money off this, and do. And you're like, I guess communism, domino theory, maybe. And then you're like, okay, and they evolve from that, and then you go Desert Storm, and everyone's kind of okay with Desert Storm because it lasts for like a couple weeks, and you know, only I think 93 Americans died, and obviously it's bad, but it's over, it's quick, it's rah rah, we hit them. You're like, okay, awesome. And then 2001 happens, and it's like 9-11, and that's huge, and it's visceral, and it's the World Trade Center collapsing, and people jumping to their death, and and you go, and no one's against going to Afghanistan. You're like, let's go fucking get them. Yeah. And then, but then you can see that they get greedy, and they take a bite of the apple, and they go, and we got to go to Iraq, and people are like, wait, what? And at first, everyone's like, wait, why, why are we doing this? And it's... You just got you're just bulldozing with that same sort of COVID narrative, and it's like, oh, looks like we got a communist on our hands. You hate America, and it's like a hard position. You're going, look, I understand what happened in on in in time in in, in Lower Manhattan in the Pentagon. You're like, and that's awful, but like Iraq has nothing to do with this. And then you point to the past, and you go, we had no reason being in Vietnam or Korea. And you go, we probably shouldn't do this, but it's such a hard defense because you're like I'm not disregarding how bad 9-11 was but you're like let's not get swept up in this and it's people are like even if they agree with you they don't say it they're like dude I mean come on it was 9-11 like you're like I get that but it's such a hard it's like it's like you're a lawyer like a state provided lawyer like defending a pedophile you're like I don't defend him but we do have like a rule of law where you have to have a fair trial and it's like, I don't know. And you're like, I'm trying to do the right thing. So with COVID, it's especially me. I mean, got fucking banned from YouTube for it. But you're like, guys, like, like, I get it's bad. And I get grandma is dying. I understand that. But, like, we're 10 years removed from Pfizer paying $3 billion in fines because it showed that they knew Oxycontin was addictive. 10 years. Not even 50. Like, it just happened. <laughs> like, Twitter still yeah, existed. I mean, all the fines, all, yeah, all the fines that and, and were it's... paid. And, but it does, like, if you think about it, it's a rallying having, you know, because well, people were by, dying, right? It's by people design. The, you have to defend an unpopular position. They're going, look at this guy. He doesn't think 9 11's bad. And you're like, no, I do think it's bad. We just shouldn't go to Iraq. So, again, it's like the emails I'd get. It's like, dude. COVID's like tearing through our cities. I'm like, I know it's bad, but let's not forget the corporations who are being our savior are demons from hell. Right. Well, so I go back and I will still, and it's probably why, you know, I never was involved with any vaccine um, drug safety work. It was, but you know, I'm pretty involved in, you know, I, 
I, what I thought was originally just an issue with antidepressants and, you know, um, the FDA and Pfizer, I thought it was just isolated, right? Like, oh, they knew about it because, you know, like the companies, um, in 1991, they had hearings when it was just Prozac on the market at the FDA. All the advisory board members took money from industry, from whether it was Eli Lilly or the makers of the new antidepressants coming. And the question on the table in 1991 was the emergence of violence and suicide with Prozac. And there, and all of the um, advisory board members, nope, we don't see any, nope. The FDA is like, all right, well, Eli Lilly, you study it. Uh, you know, we'll, we're not gonna follow up with you guys. Now we're gonna approve, um, you know, Paxil from GSK and Zola from Pfizer. Oh, and for kids, cause that extends your patent, right? So all of this happens before, at, which I knew none of this. And so once we actually got warnings, I thought, oh, this just must be an isolated issue with antidepressants. Like, oh, this must have just been like something they did with this class of drugs. Then I found out, no, it's our whole system. It's the whole system in which we operate, which is, I call it now, the spider web. And it's the spider web because it's all the follow the money. It's all the ties. And uh, I should actually show it at some point, this web that I created. And I used spider web because spider, you know how like spider webs are like sticky and, but you can, they're pretty, they're beautiful. And then you don't see it. They're, you know, they're translucent. They're, they're visible, also, but they're super complex. and Yeah, like it's everything, right? They're created so by the monsters to capture things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, it's spider web is actually, I've never heard it as a spider web. And that's kind of been my new thing. But, you know, patient, doctor in the middle. And it's all the, it's the, it's the entire complex that has created, that we're trapped in, that we don't even know. But once you do know, right, and you start going through it, you're like, okay, this is how I think we have to start taking it apart. Or you have to understand it where you're operating, and then you start having to, you know, get that sticky stuff off your, yeah. you know, when you walk through a, a, a web, but it's very, like, very integral, like, design, but and then there are things that are super obvious, and then ones that aren't. And so when I look back at my work thinking, again, antidepressants, but really, no, it's the system in which it's allowed to thrive. And it's what has been allowed to thrive. It's how we were able to get under the guise of fear and death and all that. Like you have these companies, you know, I never worked on any vaccine stuff, but when all of a sudden in 2020, right before, you know, the uh, FDA advisory committee, and I was like, wait a minute, these are like, you're giving these companies that have paid billions of dollars, complete legal immunity, like, yeah. Oh, for any future harms like and wait, you're letting the you're letting the control group in the vaccine like vaccine. Um, you're letting the control group get for ethical reasons, because, you know, it's not fair if you they you know, they might die without having the, the vaccine. So we got to offer it up to all the control group, the placebo group. Right. My feeling on that is like, I'm sorry if you agree to be in a clinical trial 
that's part of the deal, right? Part of the deal is you might get the, you might get the treatment drug, you might not. And, but when you, so I saw that as a huge red flag when they are like, here you go, you take it. Well, yeah, now they have nothing to compare long-term or when like we start seeing if people are dying. And so we really like, thank God there were people who didn't get backs, right? Because that was the control group, but it was done intentionally, you know? Yeah, like intentionally to not see what was going yeah. on. And, and so you start watching that and then, you, and you see how did, and then knowing that your weight, all your media that I used to work with, you know, that were really like I had relationships with, uh, the mainstream, the CNNs, the Foxes, although Fox has gotten, you know, at least with Tucker and some of them do a little bit more, but they just were part of the problem too. They were not actually doing what they should do, which is go in and investigate. But then, and maybe this is where like my eyes were kind of open of like, wait, this has always been around Kim and you've been kind of you were part of the understanding of being propaganda. Like, you know, they've always been kind of operating and working with, um, you know, whatever an agenda is. And it's always about who's got the more money with the bigger agendas. Right. And you, and what are the missions behind it? And so I don't know, it's been such an eye opening that I really hope that there are a lot more people out there that don't um, say, dude, move on. Like COVID's over. I don't want to talk about it. Even like some of my really, you know, good friends who in the beginning told me I was complete, like I've been doing this work for 20 years. Right. And I also do my advertising. Like I have a lot of aspects of my life, but they were telling me I was completely wrong in my questions I was asking completely like as if they knew they're like, you're completely wrong. You are, this is like in, irresponsible. We're um, even asking the questions. I'm like, wow. That's all, yeah. And so, it, I mean, these were my friends, but then, you know, I also think the environment that I've always worked in, the artists, the creatives, the Hollywood, the production companies, it's very much been a certain kind of, um, you know, belief system without even questioning the belief system, right? It just kind of inherently came along with, you know, this is where I think I, in COVID more than just medical, I hope it made, made people wake up to belief systems and where did I, why do I believe this? Or I've always thought, oh, I'm a good, you know, Democrat or I'm a good Republican. You know, you start looking at all that and hopefully you've done a little bit of your own work of looking in the mirror and questioning why did I believe something? But anyways, going back to my um, the people I know saying this, now every time, because they know I've been on this, even on the, the Vax journey for the last three years, and every time I'm like, you know the booster, right? You know this, and I'm trying to give them information. They're like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm moving, I can't, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. Like, it's almost as if, they really don't want to talk about it. Like, I almost want to put my blinders on and la, 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 I'm not listening. Uh, and I don't, and I think, I don't know if that is going back to our beginning of our conversation of the different kind of paths or where you stop. Like, is that because that's where they want to stop? 
they don't want to see because I, I, think, I think so any yeah because anytime you actually have taken your blinders off and I've said once you see you can't unsee like you really can't you have to almost go into like a well, no, well, you can't state of, no you, you, you can't you actually, like you, you truly can I mean literally you can't you're you can see right through it once you're once the veil has been lifted and you start seeing things, I don't think you can actually pretend. I mean, I always say it. I'm like, oh, my God, would I love to go back to my old life and, you know, like go live in doing my, you know, um, advertising life of productions, being on big shoots. But I can't undo what I know now. And I see it in all aspects of, you know, my life, like even how much my industry because advertising and drug company um, drug companies you know that's like one of the top advertisers for all the major media right oh yeah and yeah. so yeah. <laughs> it's not just even the messages but it's all of the ancillary um, you know company not like not even ad agencies but you know you've got the photographers the directors you've got the food caterers like the caterers the locations like you have an entire it's a blank industrial complex yes and that's exactly what it is in just that piece of it that has nothing to do with all of like the safety side of things so they don't even if they don't like doing the work and they hate those you know stupid ads and whatnot they know it pays the bills and they got college kids yeah or kids you know what i mean so we've created this like huge that's more than just that and why they don't want to also look deeper because if you look deeper that means oh shit that's my work or that's my that's been our client yeah it's you know it's like it's like private prisons Uh, it's like the biggest lobbying thing against legalizing marijuana in some state years and years ago like the number one lobbying was like Budweiser or something. And it was like, yeah, you know, if you're going to get fucked up, you got to use our drug. You can't use that. But like the second biggest one, I think, was the the prison guard lobby. Think of how evil that is. Huh. What? Why, why are you why concerned about weed? What's? Yeah, exactly. Huh? Oh, uh, well, I got to put people in cages so I can. But then there is you can. And you can stare at that and stay in the stage of nihilism and go, oh, my God, there's an entire industrial complex around it. And Or you can take the positive outlook and go, well, these people aren't necessarily for, they're not fundamentally for locking people up. You're like, this, this is just some poor fuck that maybe didn't get an education and he's got to do this and he's just doing this because it pays for his kid to go to school. So you go, yeah. that's not inherently evil. And you go, well, so hold on. All you have to do, all you have to do, it's a it's a big all. But you have to just find a new nucleus for a blank industrial complex to arise from. So, like, at the very top, there are some evil, sadistic people that just love throwing people in jail. They're demons. They suck. But then most people, it's, yeah, it's, it's the photographers, it's the people catering the food to the shoot for the Pfizer. Like, they don't care. They're there to they sell. They don't care. They're there to sell finger foods. Like, Right. Okay. Well, just and again, just it's just is a very simple just. It's if you just fix the the center thing and shift it, then most people don't actually don't actually care. They go, yeah, okay, whatever. It's you know the meatpacking industry. It's like, oh, it's so screwed because 
they're making money and then the people canning it are making money and the people, you know, shipping it are making money and the people providing the horses to bring it to the railroads are making company. You're like, oh my God, it's so evil. And then you go, not really. Everyone's just trying to get a paycheck. So you just kind of, sh- right. you just, Ship if you make it. it a little better, then all of a sudden, if, if it becomes in, if it becomes fashionable to, you know, start talking about vaccine injury and you shift the Overton window. And it's the hardest part. You got to move that thing. Yep. Then all of a sudden, it becomes popular to do it. And then to do it, you got to, well, you know, as it becomes more popular, you get more funding and you stop filming it on a phone. And instead, you buy a camera. Next thing you know, you get a photographer that goes, I'll film it for you. And then you just shift this entire industrial complex to now it's like, now it's all of this money is going into, you know, airing Senate investigations into Fauci or something. And then you have yeah. some food company catering the shoot. And so it's it's very difficult, but it's also not difficult. It's right. There's a it's couple, a good way of looking yeah, at it. There's a couple bad things at the center that you can just shift. And it's like but it's like shifting the like the the foundational bedrock of a skyscraper. You know, you don't want to, once it's 10 floors up and you realize it's tipping, you go, oh, fuck. But if you go, all right, well, it's supposed to be a 100-story skyscraper. Why don't we stop construction now and we're going to have to go in and we're going to have to shift the foundation. And you get the guys out there with the lasers and they're going, now it's fixed. And then you build up from there. So it's, right. well, then who who's who does it fall on to do that hard work? Well... Ultimately, it is a luxury. It is a luxury to go after these deep societal issues because when you're just trying to feed, you know, five kids and your wife, you don't necessarily have time to go into the deep injustices of the meatpacking industry. You're just like, did I have a job? Shut up. But yeah, every once in a while, you get someone that's either a deeply affected by it, they lose yeah. someone, or they themselves are injured, or you have something like, like I have a podcast. And yeah, you're I am your tool. Well, it's not only that; it's also it's a very big luxury. It's I'm 32. Most of the people I grew up with, who are my age, are married with kids and own a house and are paying off debts. I'm not married. I don't have an ex-wife. I don't have kids. I don't right. have a girlfriend. I don't have pets. I don't have debts. It's me in an apartment doing a podcast. I have the luxury to go. I'm gonna dig into this. And I, yep. and it's not some noble thing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, it does fall on people with, you know, you can, you can either become like an actor millionaire who's so detached that you're like, I'm just concerned about the polar bears. And you're like, Hey, Leonardo DiCaprio, like, go for it. You have the luxury to do yeah. that. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, I personally don't give a shit, but Hey, more right. power to you. You can do this. And if, if there is a groundswell for people that actually want to hear about it, those are the videos that will get views and kind of like an industrial complex. It'll shift all of the views. I like nine, the most viewed videos I do. I mean, I've done 1,192 episodes. The top 10 videos are responsible for more than 90% of all views. They're all about COVID and COVID scandals. That says something. Because you know what I think okay, people so do? What am I going to so do? I'm going to do these videos. Do, as a right. businessman, I'm going to go, 
I love the podcast. I love talking to people. I love doing funny episodes. And sometimes I love talking about the Cold War. But when it comes down to Tommy's podcast is a business that needs to pay my rent and buy my groceries. Yeah, I'm going to go get in touch with Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone and do an episode about the latest whatever. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think you're just, but you're being realistic. And then there's somebody like people like me who it was personal. Yeah, right? And you have, that's the other side. Then if once it's, it's personal, a vendetta. Yeah. It's like, no, you're, and then I become, although, you know, it's interesting. I've reconnected with a lot of the people that I was involved in doing, getting black box warnings on. And a lot of them, after we did that and, and, you know, got that accomplished, a lot of people just went back to their life. And I do think when you just said luxury, I, if I had little kids when Woody died, I couldn't have done this. No. I couldn't have done this. If I didn't have like life insurance that took care of like our house and I had to go work all the time and I had to move from my house, like, you know, I had luxury in a horrible place right so i was able to say if i had if i had kids like you know i had other friends that you just have did to have keep kids, going yeah i couldn't like i wouldn't have been able to get on a plane almost every couple of weeks i had companies that allowed me to do it they gave me you know time off but you know i look at people now who haven't been doing this work but are super interested because they remember the connection of of what brings us together as people, and I think it's the stories, right? And the even also the people taken on the. I just did this really awesome podcast of taking on the the big guy. Uh, you know, everyone always about. also just loves that. Yeah, everyone loves that. Like that, you know, taking that, on the big guy. Yeah, that right? um, the, that archetype. Everyone loves that. Yes. Just everyone likes the underdog. The underdog, and and. It was a really interesting. So I feel like we have to tap into those. And at some point, maybe if, you know, I still have this vision and I keep telling all my vax injured because I, you know, I'm not vax injured. It's not my, you know, it's not my thing. I, I stand with them and I want to help them because I have the gifts of, you know, 20 years of what it was like where we did force FDA um, to do the warnings and the hearings. We did get the House Energy and Commerce to do investigations. We did. I mean, we were relentless and it was, we were relentless showing up. And so I want to be there and do my part because uh, I always say that, you know, I'm not the one injured and I can't, and I've done everything I can to keep my body healthy because um, I know that how valuable that is. And, you know, I think we, People, like if one of those, I keep saying, if one of Hollywood, and it's my vision, I don't know, you're probably too young, Tommy, but they did that whole AIDS, um, We Are the World, and they did, you know, they had all the um, different musicians, they wrote a song, and it was for AIDS, and they all came together, and it was this big, you know, not only concert but it became a big fundraising tool and mm -hmm. they raised hundreds of millions of dollars yeah imagine are the people who have the influences could actually and the luxury as you as you say because that is um a really good uh point could do something like that if all it takes is one of those type people who maybe 
that brings on one buddy and then they connect, start connecting it and it becomes this big movement. And I guarantee you then, then when it becomes a movement, you've shifted that nucleus mm -hmm. and now you've got, you've created a new kind of place where people are going to focus their, um, you know, their businesses. And of course it's always, they're always going to be the business of, you know, doing pharmaceutical until you get that taken off the air. If once that gets taken off the air, if you were able to get drug ads um, from a congressional standpoint, illegal, kind of like, you know, big tobacco, once that happens, well, then it's going to, that forces it naturally too, to create whatever is the next industry that's going to, you know, or using the advertising production. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's, it's both. It's the, it's the luxury and the vendetta. Like you can't just, and then there's so like, I don't have, mine's not like a vendetta. I lost a sibling to suicide in 2014. And like everyone in my family, like had to keep going about life and it sucks, but you just have to keep going about life. And so did I, and it kind of destroyed me. But now I have the podcast and it's been almost a decade. And I can also, those aren't the ones that get the, the most views, but I can bring on like mental health experts and talk about your know, groups that do, you know, nonprofit, you know, whatever veteran outreach. And I can do those luxury things again, because I can, and those ones don't get the most views, but they have importance to me. And then it's like, I've always said this, like, I personally just, I don't give a shit about COVID. It, it's I mean, very selfishly. I'm, I'm 32. I'm in good shape. Like, I, yeah, whatever. I'm fine. I'm good. Yep. To yep. me, I kept doing it. It started as just like, I guess the, I don't know, the arrogant, hard-headed Irish in me that's, you know, YouTube is like, you can't talk about that. And I was like, fuck you, I'm going to talk about it. Like, I'm going to do yeah. whatever I, it's, your mom tells you clean your room. And you're like, I now I will not clean my room. It's good. Right. Because I'm an, it's I'm an <laughs> oh, idiot male. Oh, I know male. who you were as a kid. Yeah, it's just, I'm a, there's no, don't look deeper than that. It's, I'm a male with testosterone. Yeah. Do this. No, fuck you. It's that simple. Yep. It starts as that, but then it also starts as like, I'm trying to build this podcast and, huh, you know, I, I do an episode about this and it gets, okay, cool. I have, I, I literally interview the guy that's in charge of all the rovers that goes to Mars, Dr. Robert Manning, or I interview a man who is walked on the moon, Charlie Duke. And I get like a hundred views. And then I have on Dr. McCullough who talks about VARES and it gets a hundred thousand views and you go, whether or not I care about COVID, you're, you're going, I have to get views and subscribers to grow the show. And as it gets more views and subscribers, I can start doing little luxury things like, oh, I want to talk about suicide awareness or something. And those don't bring in things, but those are my luxury things that I'm allowed to talk about or just get bigger guests. Hey, look, I have this many subscribers and guests are willing to come on because they're like, okay, now I have I have access to that audience. What's the core engine though? What's like the, the meat and potatoes? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the COVID thing. Why do you keep doing COVID? Because right. that's what's paying for everything. Well, right. why is everyone looking at that? I don't know. There is an under, there's a, there's a swell for it. And it's people that don't have time for it. They're going to work, but they're going, I am interested in it. I am passionate about it, but I just have to go to work and feed my kids. But if you're going to do a podcast about it that I can just turn on on my 20 minute drive to work and I don't have to do, you can just listen to it. You don't have to set up the camera and contact Dr. McCullough and do the whole thing. You can just flip it on and listen to it and then turn it off. Well, I'm now sharing that luxury with people and it's 
then you just get back to free market dynamics. Well, why do you keep doing COVID episodes? Because they keep outperforming other episodes by 10, 20,000 percent. And it's like, which just means most people want to hear about it. So there's right. right. There's do some. You think, do you think when you just said, because, uh, you know, one of my other hot buttons that I'm going to be pushing and working on and I've been like, it's been really like every time there's another mass shooting, I'm like, OK, enough until we get to the bottom of yeah. this. I go back to 91. It was emergence. I look at the documents that came out from the lawsuit that has shown it. I have, we have been saying you have to just the same with, I see so many parallels, even with COVID where there's a death. Okay. If there's a death or there's, um, or there's an autopsy, why aren't you doing, you could be doing, you could get to the bottom of this. The same thing with every one of these, the shootings. Now I don't care. Like, I'm sorry, you, if you've gone and you've done something HIPAA doesn't apply to you anymore I want to know your records I want your records the public deserves your records and the public and also you don't tell me you haven't done a toxicology report you know exactly what is going on so we've got the same thing that's happening and we keep going after I'm not saying it's an either or guns or not right it's not a guns or it and I say it's both and we have to go upstream so that is my other one that at some point, Tommy, it would be great to get the right people and start because even my vets that I'm working with, big um, vet organizations, like they are because they've been some of the most heavily medicated or given mm-hmm. meds when they come back. And they're like, something is not working here either. Mm-hmm. And I keep going, we got to go upstream. I We've known this. They, you know, I even think about like I got on a plane with my um, my lawyers and went down to um, Parkland, Florida, and met with those families. And I'm like, you guys, why does why did Pfizer create a Zoloft prosecutor manual? Why did they say this? I'm just telling you what's going on. They knew about it in the '90s. Yeah. And and I'm just like I'm just a regular person that just happened to get these like out. But we got to ask these questions, and we need to get people the same kind of movement that we've had with covid that has been pushing you know like the mccullough's the ones the malones that are like let's get into you know we need to have autopsies we need to have this we need to have we need that now for another huge societal problem that we have which is all of the shootings because we're going to just keep having them and everybody's going to go i don't know let's just keep walking down that same street you know it's like (laughs) What is the point of insanity? It's doing the same yeah. thing over and over until you're like, no, we got to go. And I, again, not causation, but we got to go and apply the same, the same kind of standards of curiosity and pushing and getting people uh, to, and getting Congress to do their job, getting the FDA, uh, you know, the mid, the, the middle you know, it's the behavioral health groups mm-hmm. that are also part of the industry, you yeah. know, the complex. So yeah. anyways, no, no, I that, like that start was going on, you know, no, 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 that was, that was, that, that's what was today's episode was going to be. I had actually labeled the episode psychiatric drugs. And of course we immediately just ran all over the place, which I figured would happen anyway. But I think we should, I'll text <laughs> you after this. We'll, we'll, we'll schedule another episode to dive into it because even me, like I'm, 
I don't, there's also, and then there's like, there's the luxury, there's the vendetta, and then there's the, also just the kind of, it's, it's much smaller. And I think it falls, maybe it's a subcategory of luxury, but it's the, I don't give a shit factor. And it's like, I've already been banned from so many platforms and lost so many friends for people that are just rabid. How dare you question Fauci? And there's just always that part of me that's just kind of like, you know, when like my brothers would pick on me or something or I'd pick on my brother and, you know, he's freaking out and he's crying and your mom would say like, he's doing it because he's getting a rise out of you. You know, and then my dad would have a different response. He'd be like, punch him in the face. But, you know, my mom would just be like, just stop giving him the reaction he wants. I am a thousand percent on board to just start talking to experts about psychiatric drugs and school shootings simply because I know how uncomfortable that will make people. Mm -hmm. I am a thousand percent on board to do that sheerly out of just kind of like, I don't know. I kind of want to see what happens. <laughs> you know, it's, you know what? It's like, a, it's like actually, a cat knocking over a vase. I kind of just want to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I can tell you right now. I have the people. I can start. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> let's get the, this conversation is so over needed. Yeah, and I'm like every single time, and people are like, and I see, you know, everybody's putting the memes like. I'm like, okay, yes. Yeah, I'm. Done. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm like, down. I'm to, totally. I'm, I'm totally fine. But I'm down to poke this bear. <laughs> I'm down but to poke that's it. Not, yeah, like let's poke and and we've been saying this for a long time. And you know, even getting like why you guys come on Congress, you did it for us with suicide. You can do it here. Yeah. And I'll leave you with like this story. So I got asked, somebody contacted me from a school district. They've had all of um it was administrator and they've had a bunch of suicides mm -hmm. in their school in the last year. And they're like, hey, can you ever come up and um, speak to our community? Absolutely. And they were going to get some funding to travel travel me there. So they went to who they thought would be good funders or to help, you know, sponsor me to bring me um, to their community. And it was like a suicide prevention organization. And they came back and said, no, our missions aren't, uh, aren't aligned. And also, I'm like... You know why? It's because the behavioral health, if you go look at follow the money, go look at the state governments, look at the federal governments, they're all putting money in these suicide prevention. Um, and what is the what are they doing? And what they don't want? It's the dr drugs like you can't mention. Like I am I go, of course, we're in the same business. Like we're both in the business of wanting to stop suicides or violence. And but there's all these different elements. Sure, you guys are making the assumption it's always mental health, <laughs> mental illness, yeah. depression. But, you know, there's a whole other thing that you guys are not looking at. And that's the psychosis that comes from it, the hypnosis. Like, look at that woman who just took her three kids out in um, for postpartum depression. And she just murdered her kids out in um, – and, and they were little, like a baby yeah. – um, at four, I think they're all under four or five years old. Jesus. And she started having postpartum depression in like October, went to her doctor and she took the lives of the kids with like a, a you know, like um, bands, exercise bands when her husband and they kept going back and telling their doctors, she, my wife feels like a zombie. And they had her on a course of 13, not all at the same time. 13 different psychiatric medicines starting in October. She took the li um, lives of the kids and she was a nurse and the husband. And so I have people that 
absolutely. Let's just have the tough conversation, the uncomfortable truth, the inconvenient I'm, truth. I'm down for. I don't like. Care. Let's. I mean, Tommy, you've already done it with the COVID yeah, stuff. What, 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 you would be. What do I care? <laughs> what, I mean, and you have like, yeah, like you've. This is the conversation that we need to have. That as society we need to have and yeah. not be afraid to have. It doesn't mean that you're you you know you're on it. But when I saw that one out of six, one out of and and they're starting to do big things over in like the UK and having exposing this again. But if there are that many people, people are afraid. Like oh whoa whoa like it's the, you could see the same thing with the vax. Like you don't want to talk about injuries because I had the you know I had the vax, so I don't want to hear about the injuries. Or I take those meds. Well, no, that's not what we're saying. It's not a either or. And as a society, we need to stop with the either or. Well, it's How about both and. Yeah, it's it's both and. It's like we need, you both know, and. September twelfth, two thousand one. It's like we probably need to reevaluate the process of getting on planes. I don't like that yeah. though. I take planes for business. We're not getting rid of planes. I'm just saying, a couple guys with box cutters took down a trillion dollar defense network. Let's just reevaluate it. And you throw up some metal detectors and you go, there, it's good. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. there's, again, it's back to the whole, the jungle. Yeah, we now know what the process is. It's going to be very, it's a moment of shock, followed mm -hmm. by a lot of discomfort, mm -hmm. and then peace. So to me, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. There's that moment of shock, like, oh, fuck, what if these antidepressants are actually causing this? And then you go, okay. And then there's that moment of anxiety of like, Oh wow! Everyone's gonna hate me. Alex Jones just got sued for a billion dollars for talking about school. Sh well, he said they didn't happen. They're harassing people, but they're gonna try to link it all up, just like they linked 9/11 yeah. and WMDs and COVID and grandma. They're gonna go, "Oh, you're a school shooter tonight." You're gonna go, "No, I just want to maybe let's look into this." And then, yeah, and then ultimately, then there's just the business side. If I start doing yeah. these episodes and I'm like, "Uh, these are outperforming everything." Well, then you have the whole free market thing where I go, I'm going to just, if I'll stop doing them when people stop listening to them, you know? Yeah. There's, and it's going to be there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Tommy, it's, I see it so clearly with what we've seen with COVID. Um, and especially because now I feel like this is actually more aligned, more so than getting the warnings on suicide. But even back then, everybody was like, oh, no, you, people like, I remember so many people saying that. Kim is crazy. She's like just a crazy widow looking for an excuse. I'm like, uh, no, but I had to deal with all that stuff. Right. But with these going on with the, um, with the, the, the link and just like asking the question, it's just starting with a question, yeah. a very uncomfortable question. Uh, and you're going to, I mean, it's going to make people very uncomfortable. They don't want to hear it, but guess what? We are all sitting ducks. If we don't, if we're not curious, well, and again, we're all it, like, it's, it's again, it's the free market thing if they get views and downloads, you'll go, people want to hear about it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yep. And then you could say, well, if the story is that, if the powers that be don't want that story told, they'll make sure it doesn't get views. And okay, no, no, but they just played that card with COVID and they did censorship and shadow banning. There's now an entire parallel infrastructure in response to top-down COVID censorship. Rumble, CloudHub, Brighteon, BitChute, Odyssey, Elon buying Twitter, and then you have on. Then you just have social. Those were all video platforms: CloudHub, Brighteon, BitChute, Odyssey, and Rumble. Of course, the biggest of them all, Rumble. Okay, and locals, and then you have the social media side. Then you have Elon bought Twitter, but even without that, you have Getter, Gab, 
free space, truth, uh, bu- 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 I don't know, a couple of others that I use, they're all there. And so it's now even easier than before because, like, the whole top-down COVID, like, no one even knew what to do when I was like, all right, let's 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 ask the tough questions about the COVID vaccine. It's like to compound the tough question, hey, we're just going to straight-up censor you. I mean, imagine two years right. ago going, uh, you're off YouTube and Twitter. You go, oh, well, I'm essentially I'm just now in the desert. There's nothing else. Yeah. But now if someone goes, you're off Twitter, you go, yeah, fucking what else is new? <laughs> like, you know, yep. oh, you're off YouTube. You're like, cool, dude. <laughs> I don't care. Right. And you're like, I'm, right. I'm fine. So now it's like there's an entire parallel thing where you go, hey, let's throw out the question. And you might we might do the episode and it's not that it's received well or bad. It's just people aren't that interested. And you go, oh, maybe there's not a whole lot here. But or you put it out there and it gets a lot of views and it gets a lot of hate comments and you go, Oh, we, we hit a nerve and you go, yeah, we well, hit, you go, there you go. It's that simple. So it's a, uh, yeah, I'm down for it. I'm a thousand percent down for it. I'll text you right after this and we'll, we'll schedule another one and talk. Go yeah. Into it. I, I just feel like it's the conversation, you know, again, it's again, I keep saying for those who are like afraid to hear it, it's not saying it's the reason and we're not saying just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. Yeah. We need to go. You can't. How can you like even when I think about all the vax and the and the the sudden deaths, if you don't ask the question or like like how do you know they're not related or how do you know they are related? But you don't know unless you go and look. But you can't just say it. Nope, they're not related. Like well, what's happening now? Like, nope, those, we're shutting that conversation down. Well, those not, are the, no, no. Those are the people in stage one who want to unsee, but they can't unsee. You have a lot of people, and the people; those are the people that watch the episodes. They're the ones who are in stage two of anxiety and research, and they want to reach stage three of resolve, resolution. Yep. So it's already kind of built in of like, do the interviews. You have a lot of people who are in their own personal struggle of like, I want to get to the bottom of this. Like, there's a reason why 120 years later, I picked up the jungle I upped in Sinclair. There's a reason why, I mean, the book was written in a time 15 years before World War One broke out, and we're talking about it on a podcast being streamed to people's iPhones. Like, right. there's clearly an interest in it still. There's a reason why people are still publishing books about JFK. You can't hate people for going, everyone wants to read about it. I don't know what to fucking tell you. It's the thing. It's whatever. So, right. yeah, I'm a thousand percent on board to do it. I just, I don't care. I'll ask a question. I don't, what the fuck do I care? And I'll put, I'll put some people together yeah. because yeah. I've been working on, I mean, the people who've been in this space have known about it for a long yeah. time. Violence, yeah. suicide is violence against yourself. But, um, and you know, and then the homicide and all that is violence against others. Yeah. So, and it, knowing what it did to a very, like going back to how it all started with Woody, mm-hmm. who had no history of depression, no history of mental health issues, just got put on Zoloft for insomnia and five weeks later hung himself Yeah, when he was out running. Like it's insane that that actually even happened. And I even go back to the day before the Sunday before he died and he was telling me that he was having nightmares that scared him but he was afraid to tell me what they were and that to me actually is all related I always wonder what were the nightmares what Mm. were the 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 things that were scaring him because he always joked that he never like dreamed and so the fact that he actually said 
that he was having nightmares that scared him should have been a red flag to me. But I, yeah. you know, of course, why would I ever think anything of it? Because, you know, he, there wasn't any reason I would ever, you know, question. But yeah. I also have somebody who I have worked with from Canada. He actually took his kid. I mean, he killed his kid. He had just started um, Paxil. And he actually went through a loss or through the trial. And he actually was, he didn't get charged. And he's a free man. And he talks about what was going on in his head. And it's a very powerful, powerful story. And it's also like gut wrenching because that guy lives with living hell every single day. Mm -hmm. um, but he can also explain something that I have no idea because I, you know, he lived it. Yeah, he and was subjectively so, there. Yeah, and he's here. And so, you know, I have, a, and then experts too that have been doing this. So we could make, we can make some um, uh, fun absolutely. nightmare. <laughs> I'm a thousand percent on board. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Again, like with the whole COVID thing. And I, I think most people don't know, and it's, I always try to remind them, it all was an accident. I, I interviewed a doctor because it was a friend of someone that I had on before. Like, they just knew I was trying to grab, it was like, I was five, no. No, I was, uh, I was, I was like a year into podcasting, and I was still doing what I do now, where I'm pretty much just like, it's very unlikely I'll have a turn down a guest. They're like, hey, do you want to interview? I'm like, you throw them on, yeah. This is just, it was Dr. Roger Hodkinson, and it was April 2021. It was, a, it was a woman I had had on a lawyer, Bobby Ann Cox, and we were talking about 2020 election, you know, discrepancies. She said, hey, do you want to talk to this guy? He's talking about the COVID vax. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't, what do I care? Throw him on. It's just another guest for me. And then that's when I got my first strike from YouTube. And I was like, what is that? Uh, and that huh. is just, and then the rest is history. So right. to me, it's always just, it's also just kind of started with like curiosity of like, in a year from now, it might be like, did you ever plan on becoming known as like the, you know, the SSRI school shooting podcast? I'd be like, absolutely fucking not. I just want to talk about aliens, but here we are. So like, <laughs> yes. ultimately, ultimately it, it isn't even me. I'm just a vessel for what the people want to watch. Yep. Really, it's just that. I'm just a barometer for, I don't care. I'm just throwing it up there. I don't yeah, want to care. Yeah. Which is actually a good, you know, and, and it's a conversation that needs, you know, whether people are ready to hear it or not, like you said, it'll, the numbers will show, but it's a conversation that, you know, yeah. that's all it is. And yeah. it starts every single thing I think in life for any of us, it starts with curiosity. Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a can of Coca-Cola or like a Big Mac. And you're like, it's so wild that that's still just, that was like the thing in 1990 and it's the thing now. And it's like, well, if billions of people stopped buying it every day, then it wouldn't be a thing anymore. It's yep. just, they're just, those are just corporations that are just handing what people want. And it's like, they're not, right. it's not some top-down control thing. You will eat the Big Mac. It's tasty. Right. <laughs> and as so long as it's tasty, it's going to be available for $3. Like, it's just what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I have no personal investment in it. I don't. And I'm very open about it. Ultimately, like I'm running a business and I'm trying to make money so I can do other luxury things like mental health. Like I don't care. I don't. Yeah. And then of course there's the whole like kind of, I also just like, let's poke it. If people mm -hmm. get angry, I'm like, that's, that's kind of funny to me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to keep poking that. Like, yeah, I will never, I will never not wear occasionally my NASA shirt 
because I know there's a subset of people who just freak out and start commenting, the earth is flat and space isn't real. That's funny to me. I will never not do that. Uh, oh my God. And I'm thinking, why does anybody like who? It kind of reminds me of the people. And when I would have, we were doing, it's going to be totally tangent, but we were doing a commercial for Timex Iron Man watch. Yeah. And it was the, it, it, and it was a still photography, you know, photo image that we had to have, like, where's the transition, you know, yeah. be coming out of the water and getting on your bike. Well, apparently the stylist we hired did not have the right gloves that we put on, you know, whatever gloves you would put on when you come onto the bike, coming out of the water, you know, just whatever. And they, people actually wrote to the company. They just lost their mind. <laughs> and said, you did not use. Those, those are, are biking gloves. gloves. Those are not biking gloves. And I'm like, uh, and I mean, I definitely learned a lesson. You always like. You better like because there are people who are the ones that see a NASA T-shirt and say, you know, they like just what lose you, their minds. Yeah, you're losing. Yeah, and same thing here. I'm like, who has time that it's going to go? Well, that doesn't. I'm going to write to that company, but there are people, well, and so I kind of find that funny too. No, it's hilarious. Like, and then you find that as a wow. business model, and you go, those people are still clicking on the video. You go, well, I'm, I'm going to do that on purpose. Yeah, so. which is why, like, you know, I'm. I'm 32. I have a biology degree. I've shot a gun a handful of times in my life. When I want to talk about like war, I don't do anything. I just bring on like a Navy SEAL or a Delta Force operator because I'm like, I don't need the people emailing me. You don't fucking know. So I'll bring someone on and be like, you take it away. I'm not going to yeah. say anything. But yeah, no, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm on board just kind of because I, I also just get a kick from it. I get a kick from yeah. people freaking out. Like, that's funny. That's funny to me. Yep. But um, Kim, let's awesome. wrap this one up. I'll text you. Right. I'll text you right now. Um, and we'll set up a another episode. And yeah, let's start doing those interviews. I'm a thousand percent on board for that. I think it'd be really. It's it's a conversation that needs to be had. So. Hell yeah, and then I think it should. And you'll be. and you're willing to have it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm. I don't, again, I don't. Every everyone that that hates me is gonna hate me, and they probably have already told me that. So I don't really care. Um, yeah. So in the description is still your website and your Twitter. If you guys want to go follow her, and um, yeah, I'll I'll literally text you in like thirty seconds and let's schedule the next one. Great. All right. As Let's always, go. Tommy, super fun. Hell yeah, it's absolutely a blast. And if guys, if you get any takeaway from this, go go listen to the Jungle by Upton Sinclair. It's great. I mean. If you want to take one nugget away, it's a good book. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, but Kim, thank you so much. Till next time. Thank Til you for watching, time. everybody. Right. Recording God bless. Stuff. Stay safe out there. Peace.